Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. And you must love the Lord your God with all your what? Heart, all your what? Soul, all your mind, and all your strength. Let's pray. God, teach us how to love you better this morning, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. We've been in a series. Uh, We started a series last week. Pastor Dan, thank you for the opportunity to share the word this morning. By the way, we started a series called This Is Us. Uh, We want to identify who we are as the CWC family. What's our motto again? Love what? Love God. Love people and change the world. That is our model. This is us. This is who we are. This is what CWC Bay Area is. This is why we exist. This is uh, our mission is to love God, love people, change the world. Last week, Pastor Dan talked about following. We love God by following, by following Jesus. John chapter 14 15 says, if you love me, what? Obey my commandments. The word obey actually means also to follow. So if we're not following Jesus, we're not actually loving him. A lot of us think that we love God just because we show up on Sundays. But the Bible doesn't say that. It says, if you love me, obey. If you love me, follow my commandments. So if we aren't following Jesus and we're not really loving him, are there any followers of Jesus in this place today? How about full-time followers? Full-time. Sunday from this Sunday to the next. All the time. Full-time followers. How many part-timers? No, don't don't raise your hand with that one. Don't raise your hand with that one. But we're going to follow Jesus. We need to follow him all the time because that's what a follower does. Those that love God don't just follow part-time or follow when it's convenient or follow Jesus when we need something from him, when we need a breakthrough. But we should be following all the time. Why? Because we love God. Now, we don't just love God by following him. We follow. We love him by selfless service. God created everything to serve a purpose. Everything that God created was to serve a function. We were born to serve something to this world. We were born to make a contribution. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for what? We were created for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So you were designed for good works. You were designed, you were created to serve for good works. You weren't born to fail. You weren't born to go through life dysfunctional. You weren't born to, in, to, to just take up space. You were, you were designed for good works. You were designed to serve something. You were created to serve a purpose. Miles Monroe says every human came to to the earth with something humanity needs. You are here on this earth because there is something that this world needs from you. 
Matthew 20, 28 says, For even the Son of Man did not come expecting to what? To be served by by everyone, but to serve everyone and to give his life in exchange for the salvation of many. Now, if Jesus came to serve, then we should do the same. If Jesus came to serve, then we are not exempt from being servants. There is something that you are called to do in this world. There is something that you are called to contribute in this world. But how are we supposed to serve God? How are are we supposed to do it? Mark chapter 12, once again. And you must love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your what? Strength. We're not going to focus on the mind, uh, the heart. Or the soul today, we're going to talk about your strength. Because the word strength means, in, in the Greek word, the Greek word is iskus. It means power, but it also means ability. So let me ask you today, what are your strengths? What are the things that you are capable of? What are you good at? What are the things that you are known for? If you're not sure what your strengths are, well, what are you known for? What are, and hopefully it's good stuff. Hopefully it's good stuff. I'm just saying, hopefully it's good stuff. What do people usually come to you for? When people come to you and there's a demand on your life, what does that demand look like? What do people come to you for? What do you see reoccurring in your life over and over again? Because when you're good at something, people will put a demand on it. What do you have going for you? What are your resources? That's your strength. What do you have that could be a blessing? Maybe, your, what, maybe what you have going for you is time. And some people, they don't got a lot of spare time. But there's some people that they got time. They got extra time on their hands. But you, that, that can be something that you got going for you. Something that you can use for the benefit of serving. Some of you got resources. Some of you got experience. You've got experience in life. There's things that you've been through. There's things that you see other people doing and you're like, man... They shouldn't be doing that. And instead of you just thinking in your mind, they shouldn't be doing that. You can deliver something to them. You can invest your experience and serve something to them. You have a story. Some of you have powerful stories of how you got saved. What Jesus brought you out of. That's that's an ability. That's a strength. Your your story is your strength. That's something that you can serve to the people around you. That's something that you can serve. So we love God by serving him with our abilities. Abilities. That's what I want to talk to you about today. Your abilities. Verse Peter 4.10 says, Every believer. What kind of believer? One more time. What kind? Every believer. How many believers we got here today? Any, any? We got a few. I thought we were all. Let's try. How many believers we got here today? Thank you. I was worried about you for a moment. Every believer has received grace gifts. So use them to serve one another as faithful servants of the many colored tapestry of God's grace. I'm reading from the, the uh, 
Passion Translation. Verse 11. For example, if you have a speaking gift, speak as though God were speaking his words through you. If you have the gift of serving, do it passionately with the strength God gives you so that in everything God alone will be glorified through Jesus Christ. I want to point out three things here from this scripture. Number one, everyone has gifts, not just a gift, but everyone has gifts. And the Bible's very specific about the gifts. It, it calls the gifts grace gifts. Some of your, your Bibles may say spiritual gifts. But what is a grace gift? A grace gift is a God-given ability for a God-given assignment or a God-given purpose. A God-given ability for a God-given purpose. That is a grace gift. It's a gift that was given to you by God. Now, every single person here, according to God's word, has received something. Every single person here. It doesn't matter where you grew up. doesn't matter what your background was. You have received something from God. There is a grace that you have to do something in this world. Did you know that the average person possesses Five to seven hundred skills and abilities. Tell someone next to you, man, you got a lot going on for you. You got a, you got a lot going on for you. And that's the average person, okay? Now, if you're below average, let's say you're at strong 250. <laughs> strong 250. Still a lot to work with. Now, if you like, man, you're just on the bottom. He's just on the bottom of the totem pole. Below, below, below average. But I, I don't believe anybody is here like that. But let's just, hypothetically speaking, strong 75. Strong 75. He's still got a whole lot. I mean, 75 things, 75 things that you can use. Because you only got to be good at one thing, really, to change the world, right? But you, 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 got, you got so much going for you. And a lot of times we look at life and like, man, I'm not like this person. We're, we're, we're looking at other people's grace gifts, and we're not looking at our own. So instead of using what we have, we want to be like somebody else. So we're sitting on what we have because we covet what somebody else has. But what could you change if you were using what you received? See, you have something to give. Some, some people, your gift is encouraging. You, you ever know an encourager? They're just great at encouraging. They're just, that is their gift. You walk away from a situation you, you, from, or from a conversation, man, you just leave feeling better about yourself. You, you feel strengthened. Some people have the gift of leadership. Some people have a gift of, of teaching. They're good at explaining things. They, that's a gift. Some people, uh, they, they, they see the best in people. That's a gift. Some people see, see the worst in people. That's a curse. <laughs> that's a curse. <laughs> Some people are good at singing. That's a gift. Some people think they're good at singing. They're not. That's not a gift. You know, <laughs> some people have a gift of persuasion. 
Some of you, you folks in the, in the world, before you came to Christ, you were out there dealing drugs and, and, you know, you were selling dope and all that stuff. You had a gift of persuasion. You weren't using it for the glory of God, but you, you were able to get people to do stupid things. That's a gift. You were not using it in the right way, but that, a gift is a gift, folks. I'm just saying a gift is a gift. Some of you are good at art. You're creative. You're, you're good at, at uh, you know, motivation. Some of you are good at drama. And I'm not saying causing drama, but you're good in, in, in the arts, drama. But you're good at something. My son the other day showed me a video that, that he put together last night. I was blown away. You know, and I was thinking, man, this dude, this guy's got some skills, you know. And um, I told the man, you got a gift. I told you, you got a gift. And he got all happy. He just, I said, you got a gift, man. You, you, have, you have the eye. It's what I call the eye. And one thing about great designers, people that are in fashion too, beauticians, all, they got the eye. They, they got an eye to see things from a different perspective. Because they, they got an eye for what looks good. I said, man, that's a gift. You got an eye for something that looks good. That's a gift. We got to find the gifts on our kids, and we got to find a way to cultivate it. My other son, um, he's, he's bossy sometimes. But that's a gift. It's got a gift of management. It's got to be refined because I got to teach him how to use that. But his brother's playing video games, and he's, like, telling him what to do. And he's younger, three years young. Andrew, do this. Go here. Blah, 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 blah. And just constant. I tell him, yo, man, let the boy play the game. Let the boy play. But Nathan has a gift of spotting out things that need to be changed. That's a gift. That's, that's a management ability. He also has a gift of negotiating, negotiation. He might be a businessman. I don't know. Likes to make money. But those gifts need to be refined. Now, let me just say this. Just because you have a gift doesn't mean that it, it, it uh, doesn't need to be refined. All gifts can use uh, a, a little bit of work and experience. They, they need to be refined. So maybe you have a gift of speaking, but you're still not that great at it right now. What well, has to be refined? And it comes through experience. So some of you are, are self you, you, you have self-doubt about a gift. You're not confident. It's because you're not deploying that gift enough for it to be refined in your life. Or you're not learning how to refine it. But gifts need to be refined. Some of you have, you, you're good at business. You know that making money and learning how to, to be good at it, that's a gift? Look at Deuteronomy 8.18 says, But you must remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the what? The ability... To get what? Wealth. So God gives people the ability, the gift, or the strength to get wealth. The problem is, when you aren't loving God with your abilities, what you will do is you will serve yourself with your gift instead of God. And this goes for any type of gift. Sometimes people think they're good at something, and they think that they're good at it because they worked hard at it. So they think they're all that. But I want you to understand something. And please, I don't mean to, to, you know, make you feel bad. But you're not all that by yourself. And neither am I. 
Look at same scripture, Deuteronomy 8.18. I love the message version because it, it's just more modern. If you start thinking of yourselves, I did all this. And all by myself. I'm rich. It's all mine. Well, think again. I love that translation. Well, think again. Slap yourself and think again. Remember that God, your God, what? Gave you the strength to produce all this wealth. So your abilities originated with who? With God, not with yourself. And sometimes we've got to remind ourselves that this thing that we're good at didn't begin with us. You may have worked at it. You may have worked hard at getting better at it. But you are good at what you are good at because it is a grace gift that was planted in your life to do something. Your gifts were put in your life by God. Number two, your gifts aren't for you. They were deposited in you, but they weren't for you. First Peter 4.10, every believer has received grace gifts, so use them to serve yourselves and be happy. It doesn't say that. Use them to serve one another. So that means that God deposits something in our lives But your gift was made for someone else. See, you may be good at what you do. Everybody may see that you're good at something. But that gift was not deposited in your life for your own profit. That gift was there because God was thinking about somebody else. And he saw somebody else needing what you have. So you are an answer to a problem. You are a solution for somebody else's needs. My question to you is this. What are you doing with your gifts? What are you doing with your abilities? Who is benefiting from what you are good at? Number three. I'm moving right along here. I told you I'm going to be simple. To the point, number three, you are supposed to put your gift to work. First Peter 4.11, look, look, it says here. For example, if you have a speaking gift, what? Speak. If you have the gift of serving, do it passionately with the strength that you have. So 1 Peter 4.11 is saying, in, in other words, if you got it, use it. If you possess it, then release it. If it's within your ability, then do what you have the ability to do. Now, let me just say this. There are some times that there are needs in the world, and they may not be our passion, but they are within our ability. And sometimes we're thinking, well, the church needs this. We hear an announcement, see it on Connect. I ain't going to do that. That's not my calling. I wasn't made for that. We'll leave that for somebody else. But I want you to understand there, there are grace gifts that God has given to you. They're, they're natural things that you're good at. But there are also things that we need to do and serve 
just because they're within our ability to get them done. This is what real service looks like. I don't always get to serve in the things that I love, but I serve in the things that are in the needs that are that I am capable of meeting. Everybody has a part to play. Now, if you don't serve your gifts, then the world loses out on your contribution. When you don't become who you were supposed to be, then you rob everyone else that was supposed to benefit from your gift. See, a lot of us in this room, we're thieves. We're robbing other people. Because there's other people that are supposed to benefit what you're sitting on. Other people are supposed to get better at the thing that's inside of you. But if you never deploy it, if you never release it, they can never get better themselves. When you don't work what you have, the world loses. Proverbs 18.9. I'm going to finish, finish up soon. I'm going to have the worship team come and help me. We'll, we'll end this soon. Proverbs 18.9. One who is slack in his work is brother to one who destroys. Let me read that again. One who is slack in his work is brother to one who destroys. When we don't contribute what we're supposed to contribute, and there's something that we are supposed to solve in this world. Then we become part of the problem in the world. If there's something that God has put inside of you to serve in this world. And you look at all the problems in this world. But you sit back and instead of releasing your gift, you sit on it. You become a contributor to the problems around you. Because you have the answer within you, but instead of you being an answer, you are sitting on what you could be doing. Many of the, the, the ills, many of society's ills today are because someone isn't serving what's inside of them. So if we look in the, the world today, all the problems that are happening in the world are there because there is a leadership void. There is voids in the world. There is voids in this nation. There are voids in this city. There are voids in this church. Because someone isn't serving what they were born to serve. Because someone isn't loving God. With all their strength. What's not improving in the world because you aren't loving God with your abilities? What's supposed to change because of you? What's supposed to be better because you were born? Who's supposed to benefit from your life because of what you're carrying inside of you? How would CWC be a better church? 
How would we better, be better at reaching people if you were loving God with your abilities? And you might be thinking, well, Pastor, I'm, I'm helping already. I'm doing stuff. I'm doing things. You, you see me serve. Yes, we see a lot of you serving. Man, we appreciate our volunteers. Because this ministry would not be able to be, uh, it would not exist without, without our volunteers. The people that work hard, the people that serve here week after week. We appreciate you. But I know that there's more that you have to give. Because Jesus said not to love him with some of our strength. Not some of our ability. He said, love the Lord your God with all of your strength, all of your abilities. Now, are you loving God with all of your abilities? I want you to stand with me today. We're going to do something right now. If you have a phone, I want you to take out your phone. Hopefully it's more modern where you can take notes in your phone. If not, if you got a piece of paper or something and a pen, I want you to write down five top abilities in your life. Five top abilities. Five strengths that you have. And if you don't know what your strengths are, let me remind you what we said earlier. What, is, what, what do people come to you for? What are you known for? What do you got going for you? What are you good at? Those are your strengths. Write down five strengths that you're good at. Five abilities. Five abilities. And if you can only think of three or two or just one, just write it down. Just write it down. Some of you, man, you are good in in the area of sports. You're good at coaching. Man, that's a gift. I try to coach my son's basketball team. Man, I was terrible at it. It's not my gift. I was just yelling at them kids, you know, but it's not my gift. But some of you guys here, man, you're good. You're good at sports. You're good at motivating kids. That's a gift. Some of you are just great with people. You're great. You got a great smile. That's a gift. You bring joy. That's a gift. What are those gifts? And don't for a minute Think about things. Don't let the enemy get in your head and think, well, you're not that good at that. You're not. No, just write it down for a moment. Just five things. Just five things. I've given you some time. I want you to look at your list now and ask yourself, how are you using your abilities now to benefit somebody else? How are you loving God with those abilities? How are you loving God with all of your abilities? I know you got more than five, but how are you loving God with just your list of five right now? Are you loving God with your strength today? Now what we're going to do is I want you to just put your list away just for a moment. And I want to ask you today, how many people today want to get better at loving God? with their abilities. I'll be the first one to say, I know that there's more in me to release. How many know there's more in you than you're releasing? I want to want to just, just to raise a hand. Just be honest. How many have been afraid to use everything that's inside of you? Look at a bunch of hands going on. You've been afraid. It's been fear. You've been doubting yourself. 
How many of you talked yourself out of using your gift? Come on, let's lift up our hands all over. Allowing fear to determine our potential. But listen, no more. Because from this day forward, we're going to make a decision to love God with all of our strength. To love God with all of our abilities. Come on, lift up your hands, Father, today. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.com.